Hey y'all, I'm Lauren Terry, and welcome to Livestock Photography Unleashed, a marketing podcast dedicated to the agricultural industry. Join me as we explore industry trends, discuss marketing strategies, and dive into the art of photography, transforming your ranch experiences into compelling stories. Every frame is a chance to tell your story. Let's make it unforgettable. Well, I am so grateful that you are here with us today, Tori. Thank you so much for coming on. So I kind of want to start with just tell me about yourself, your story. How did Tori Ayer Photography start and all of those things? Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And yeah, I got started because I, well, I guess when I was a kid, like at the age of five, me and my sister were doing photo shoots. I have a twin. And so we had like bunk beds and stuff and we did a lot of stuff together and we would do photo shoots on my mom's film camera. And that's kind of how, I guess I've always been interested in photography and whatnot. And my mom has a scrapbook of all our little photo shoots. Oh my God. And like, I took a picture of her foot on our ladder to our bunk beds because I thought it was cool. (laughs) Just like little things like that. Or I posed like really weird and she took a picture of me. Uh huh. So I feel like I've always been interested in it. And then it got to a point where I had like a little point and shoot camera, like a little square camera. And my sister and I would go around our feed yard and do pictures. And like we showed livestock at the time. So we always thought it was cool to like have our cattle in the pictures Uh and all this stuff. And like we wore the big chunky necklaces and all the, you know, the old fashioned. And then it really started to take off when my mom got a camera for Christmas when I was a freshman in high school and it was a Canon T3i. So it was like a nicer camera than a little point and shoot camera. It came with, you know, lenses and whatnot. And she didn't know how to use it. And she's not the most tech savvy person. She's a lot better now. She has Facebook. She's getting it down. But I told her I would learn it uh-huh. and she just got it to take pictures of our bulls that we sell. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what I started out doing is taking pictures of the livestock around our ranch. So like we have show pigs, we have cattle, we have, you know, the feed yard, cat down operation. I would just take pictures of all of that, yeah. which was so nice because a lot of people start out and just take pictures of flowers because that's all they have. Yeah. But like for me, right outside my back door, I had cattle, like a moving subject. I was practicing like moving subjects, how to not get them looking blurry, yeah. different times of the day because I wanted to photograph different things my parents were doing and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of how I got started in the livestock stuff. And then a lot of my first clients were my family friends. Mm-hmm. So like obviously the people that my parents interact with, they're also livestock farmers and ranchers and so a lot of the first family shoots I did senior shoots um any sort of livestock was through family friends and then it kind of just led to them telling their friends and then their friends telling their friends and now I've also gained a lot of business through social media so that's kind of how I got started um just through my mom getting that camera for Christmas and really taking it seriously it is crazy how one little point in your life can absolutely change the entire trajectory of your life. Because oh yeah. That's, it was kind of like the same thought process for me too, of like one little scenario or instance is what birthed my photography business mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. started all of this. And it's like, you look back and you're like, what if we hadn't have gotten that camera for Christmas? Like yeah, I think yeah. no matter what, I would still be here uh-huh, uh-huh. one way or another. I would still be a photographer because I truly believe it's like my God-given calling to mm-hmm, be this, mm-hmm. here and be this, but it's like, what if your mom hadn't gotten that camera for yeah. Christmas? Like, would you have done that? And honestly, I 
feel you in the aspect of learning on cattle and learning photography on a ranch is mm -hmm. completely different than being in the city and learning because we had so many subjects to learn on and yes. figure out different things and angles and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's truly amazing that we were able to learn that way. So you kind of mentioned your social media and I would love to talk more about that and kind of how social media started for you and how it's kind of taken off. You have like over 40,000 followers on yeah, Instagram doing, doing the dang thing, doing an absolute amazing job at it. Thank, Thank you. Thank I, you. I need to be better at my social media the oh, way gosh. that you are. But You're doing great. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So kind of tell us about that, your social media journey, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of it kind of dive into a little bit of everything. Yeah, so I feel like I started out on Facebook. My first business name was Through the Lens of a Little Girl. Oh, that's that's actually adorable. <laughs> okay, but when you think about it, that's a horrible business name. Okay, it kind of it kind of is a terrible business. Like you name, look at like, it, that's adorable. You look at it and you're like, oh, look at this cute little girl. Like yes, no one's gonna take no, me seriously. Seriously, yes. And I was 14 at the time when I started, so uh -huh. it's not like it fit when I was 14. And like yes. I'm a short person, so I just thought it'd be like a cute <laughs> hey, thing. Sorry. And there was there's an account called Through the Lens of a Farm Girl, so that's where I got the idea. Oh, okay. And yeah, anyways, so that's how I started. And then I switched over to Tori Yeager Photography. Uh -huh. Now it's just Tori Yeager because I now do like social media management video. Mm -hmm. I've added all these things where I'm not just a photographer anymore. Yes. And then also with social media, I would like to do more brand deals through influencing. Yes. And one of my goals is to become a Canon creator. And That's, that would be absolutely awesome. Yes. I follow a girl on TikTok who is one and they basically send her gear and then she tests it out and makes videos with it. Mm -hmm. And they just pay her to do that. And then she posted on her own social media platform. She's, so she's building her platforms while also getting paid by Canon. And that's all the work she does. So every shoot that she sets up is something she planned for fun, like whatever. So, so she's not even having like any client work really. Like she gets brand deals with like Olay or hair care products or uh -huh. Canon or just random companies, like big name companies because of this. But it's through like her social media influencing. Awesome. So ultimately, like I would love to do that and be able to create for Western companies and do stuff like that. And I feel like there are a lot of companies that are going towards influencer marketing nowadays. Oh, absolutely. Just because that's just, I guess, how the world is going. And so they don't necessarily want to hire just photographers nowadays. Mm -hmm. They want to do the influencers that can create a cool photo and also be able to post it on their social media and do business with, with that. So that's wow. also one of the reasons I'm really trying to build my following and that kind of stuff. So I can a become a canning creator and then just do more brand deals mm -hmm. and that kind of aspect and just be able to charge more too yeah, for absolutely. doing both the photo, the video, the social media and posting them on my own social media. Yeah, absolutely. And so I really feel like my social media took off in 2018. Um, I can't remember how many followers I had, maybe like 9,000 at the time, mm -hmm. which is quite a bit. But especially for 2018. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that was impressive back in that time. Yes. Even too. I think, and I honestly think that I've probably been following you even, I've been following you before I even started my photography journey oh my gosh. and stuff like that. So I think Thank I've you. been following you since like 2019 or yeah, something yeah. like that. So yes, absolutely. That's 9,000 followers in 2018 is a lot. Yes. So. And in 2000, I think it was 2016, I did a shoot for Cavender's Western Wear. Uh-huh. And... I only had 5,000 followers at the time. Yeah. And so I keep telling people it's not about the followers, like when getting brand work and that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's, I mean, you got to have good work to start off. And mm -hmm. it's your personality too. Like you got to yes. have a good personality to work with people. And that's why it's so important to show your personality on your profile. I feel like you should show it more than your work sometimes. Yeah. Because everyone can take a good photo. 
but not everyone can have the right kind of personality to work with a brand. Yeah. And I'm not saying you have to have one certain type of personality. You don't have to act like me. <laughs> you just have to like be able to reach your target audience. Be, be able to, you. Be fully yeah. and authentically you. And I yes. think that's one thing that you do so well is you show up on your social media just fully and authentically yourself. Thank and you. I think that's what makes people truly relate to you in that aspect that like they know who they are hiring as a photographer yeah. when they go to your page because you are all over your page. Your photography page isn't just showing off your photography. It's also showing off your personal brand mm-hmm. that is yourself. Yes. And I struggled with that for a while because I do feel like, I mean, I'm not going to call myself this, but a lot of people say that I'm funny. Like I make crack jokes at shoots uh-huh. and I'll show up to a shoot and they're like, wow, I didn't realize you were this funny. Oh yeah. And it's so hard for me to sit in front of the video and be funny. Oh, I, I am very terrible at it in that aspect too. I'm not necessarily a funny person, but it's hard for me to sit in front of a camera sometimes and feel like I'm genuine Yeah, because I feel very genuine when I'm having conversations with people. But when I'm sitting in front of a camera, I'm like, okay, um, this feels very posed or very like planned or fake. Uh And like, I don't, I can't like just relax and just be me. So I understand the hardship with that at least. And I'm getting better at it. Because I had a friend tell me to just record videos on my phone and not post them. Uh-huh. Maybe just share them with other people and be like, hey, can you give me feedback? Does yeah. this look staged? Yada, yada. Just to get myself comfortable in front of the camera, but not no one else has to see my failures at the moment. Absolutely. And so I'm working on that and just sharing like my OOTDs, my outfits of the day. Yes. Like people really like that. And like in high school, I used to wear like t-shirt dresses and leggings and the lace-up boots. Like not cute at all. And now like the people that I follow that I'm inspired by their outfits are commenting on my outfits saying, Oh my gosh, I love this. Where'd you get this? Yes. And I just feel better when I look better, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I'm the exact same way. I love Western fashion and I feel like your style as well is just very unique, but it feels very you like your blue glasses. I hope you guys are watching this on a YouTube video so you can see her gorgeous blue glasses. Oh my gosh. Gorgeous blue headband and like all of it's all got to match. Yes. It all matches and it all matches so well. And like you seeing your OTTs, O-T-T. Tongue twister. <laughs> Tongue twister for sure. Every day it, it does show your personality and like people can actually see that side of you while you're actually like doing something else other than just talking to the camera. So yes. 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 And also just, um, my quote posts, I feel like those yes. have been a big help of showing what I believe in mm-hmm. and what I'm passionate about. And even just, I'll make posts sometimes where the caption is just a topic that I feel passionate about. Yeah. And I have all these ideas saved on Pinterest, like quote posts, mm-hmm. or like I have a, um, a notion. Do you know what notion is? Yes. Yes, I do. And for those of you that don't know what notion is, it is kind of like a, it can be honestly a lot of things that you want it to be yes. kind of like a blank canvas that you start with and you can make it whatever you want. Yeah. But I, as a business person, use it to house, house my to-do list mm-hmm. or house like my client workflows or like different things like that. Yes. What I use notion for, and you so. can make tables on it, which I've been doing recently because I'm reaching out to brands for a shoot. And so I've been, I made a table of like their name. Did they say yes or no? What package yep. are they picking? Yeah. But it's just so organized. And I do make my detailed to-do list. I have like a homepage and you can upload your own pictures to it in your own like fonts. Yes. And so I just, my branding, I have to make it all my branding. <laughs> I anywhere, love I, anywhere I can put my branding, I'm going to do it. Cause no one, even though no one's going to see my notion page, I have to make it aesthetic for that, me to look at that it. That is amazing. And I wish that I had the like will to sit down and do yeah. that because I want to open my notion app and be like, I love this and I love the way it looks and it makes my soul happy, but I just don't, the ADHD in me doesn't have the patience to sit yeah. down and do it. And so I, my notion app is a mess. I pray to the big Lord that no one ever sees my notion app because you know what? It works for my brain, yeah. but 
It's, it's not aesthetic, so power to you, Tori. Well, okay. Aesthetic I started going to therapy last month to yes. work on my ADHD because uh-huh. I feel like I also have it. I was undiagnosed for the longest time. Well, actually, my mom took me in when I was a kid, and they just said, that's how you are. Oh, yep. And I was like, there's no way. And yep. that was like, how many years ago? 20 years ago? Maybe less. But I feel like times have changed. Oh, like mental health, is, sure. mental health is definitely taken more serious nowadays. So I yes. feel like I've just gone undiagnosed. Oh, yeah. And like I've struggled my whole life with it, just with my productivity and workflow. Yes. Like how long it takes me to edit sessions, mm-hmm. how long it takes me to, I don't know, like to plan in my day. Mm-hmm. And like today, I had a shoot after this. It fell through and it's not happening. But had I had the shoot today in my past life, I call it, um, <laughs> I would have gone to the shoot and not done anything for the rest of the day. Oh, like, yep. mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been like, oh, we can't do this podcast today because I w- I'm going to be late to my session. That's happening yeah. at four uh-huh. in the afternoon today. Like, the- It's like the analysis paralysis yeah. thing that you like can't do anything else other than that one thing on your yes. to-do list. Or things and like, like I'm going to yeah. end the shoot today and I would have like two hours before I needed to leave for it. You know, yes. like, I had all the time in the world to do this podcast, but I would have said no. <laughs> Yes. So I've been going to therapy to kind of work on that just because I want to take on more sessions per day. Oh, like if, yeah. I could, uh-huh. if I could have like three sessions a day, like one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night, uh-huh. that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. Instead of just taking on one shoot a day. Mm-hmm. And it'd be a lot better, like, just basis of your time in general. Yes. Because I know for me personally as a photographer, like whenever I have a shoot, I get done with the shoot and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in such a creative mindset, but not a creative mindset. Like I'm amped. I'm ready to go. I don't want to sit down and edit that day, Mm -hmm. but like I could definitely sit there and do some more shoots or stuff like that. So I definitely understand where you're coming from in the aspect that like, you just want to take grasp of that and continue to use it and push that. So, and so, yeah, I'm finally doing something about it because I've been struggling with that for a long time Uh and just not getting it as much business as it probably should be Yes. for, you know, the kind of work that I do. Yeah. And so notion has really helped because my therapist was like, you need to make a detailed timeline of your day, like put travel to and from locations. Mm -hmm. Cause that's what I struggle with. Yeah. It's like just planning out my day and knowing how much time I need to travel to Mm -hmm. and from places and whatnot. That's how I'm going to be able to do more shoots throughout the day and just do schedules and plan things throughout my day. Like right now it's kind of my slower time of the year as it is for a lot of of people. Yeah. And so normally I would just kind of hibernate and stay home all day and like do nothing. But I've been going out to coffee shops and editing with friends, meeting other photographers. Yes. I'm not letting this winter season bring me down. (laughs) I feel like there's a little bit of seasonal depression. Oh, absolutely. I think maybe all of us here in the Midwest, especially, especially in the past like week or two where it's been, you know, negative temperatures and just plain miserable outside. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're all dealing with that a little bit. So I love that you're doing that. And if you don't take anything else from this podcast, if you don't listen to the social media aspects (laughs) that we're going to talk about, anything else, go to therapy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I go to therapy. It's amazing. Everyone needs to, especially as business owners, especially as people in agriculture. I feel like that's such a taboo topic and talked about enough and like farming and ranchers are of like they're the top five um professions with suicide rates yes. or things like that or just mental health issues and it's one of those things that like don't be afraid to ask for help um we're always here mm-hmm. we're here to support you through yes. that journey yes. and as business owners or just people in general in agriculture it's super important to do that as well mm-hmm. 
and yeah, running your own business, everyone could benefit from therapy. Oh my gosh, yes. And the lady that I go to is she's more of like a psychologist therapist, mm -hmm. which I like because she's always like, okay, how can we do this better? Yeah. And she like keeps diving in. She'll yeah. keep asking, why do you feel this way? Uh huh. It's more like she's trying to learn, and then she gives me advice at the end. Yes. But like she's listening. Yes. Exactly. And so I've only done like three sessions with her, and so I don't think she's able to diagnose me mm -hmm. with ADHD yet. Yeah. But I've scrolled through so many WebMD posts and TikToks <laughs> that are like, if you do this, you have ADHD. ADHD. Yeah. Or there's like ones where like, oh, if you do this, you have autism. Like, I sleep that way. Do I have autism? <laughs> but I don't think I have I that. Feel like, honestly, most of the population these days at least is somewhere on the spectrum. Yes, yes. Like, I feel like all of us have a little bit in there because, like, me personally, I'm I'm not diagnosed or mm -hmm. anything like that, and I don't think like I'm super ADHD. Yeah, yeah. But there's definitely a little bit in yes. there as far as like you know my Notion app goes or my like just a lot of different ways that I run my business and like do things on the back end. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. This, like, that's a little suspicious. No, like, after my thir first therapy session, I was like, okay, I'm going into my notion and I'm changing everything. Like, <laughs> organizing it. I didn't realize there was templates that I could create. Yes, so now yeah. I have, like, a nice homepage that's connected to my Google Calendar. Like, just I love that. This whole organizational thing. And there was so much I learned in the yeah. few five minutes after my therapy session <laughs> that I was like, oh, notion is way better yeah. than I thought it was. Yes, absolutely. Notion is the bomb. Absolutely amazing. So, kind of with notion, how do you use that to? Do you, uh, like plan your social media or what do you use to plan your social media accounts? Do you use any scheduling? Things so like that? right now I use Meta Business Suite, which mm -hmm. is the yep. Facebook and Instagram. And those are the two main apps that I post on more consistent. I post on TikTok maybe twice a week, mm -hmm. sometimes like every two weeks. Who knows? It's like TikTok, <laughs> TikTok is hard. It is like creating reels and like TikToks are hard for me. So like it's not something I do as often. So TikTok, that's all you do. So it yeah. is really hard. And then on Pinterest, I can schedule through the Pinterest app. Yes. And so that's kind of nice. But also when I go to post on Pinterest, I just post whenever mm -hmm. and I'll post it all at once because on Pinterest, yeah. what I've noticed is you're not going to get the engagement right away. It's just whenever people search for that topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, because um, Pinterest is definitely like a search engine yeah, for yeah. creatives or for people looking for certain things. Yeah. Use it as a search engine. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of the way that we need to shape our minds as creatives to mm -hmm. Pinterest and yeah. as a rancher or as a photographer or as anyone like that, Pinterest is a really great tool that you're not going to see a ton of return initially on mm -hmm. Pinterest, but it's one of those things that if you stay consistent with it and you don't have to post every day, no. you can post once a week yeah. and just post all of the photos, well, not all of five. the photos from the shoot, five, five photos. photos, like once a week. Yeah. And it, like, you get your engagement. Yes, exactly. And that's and what I love about it because yes. I, I have a friend, he drives me nuts. He's one of my best friends and he... <laughs> goes on Instagram and will post like all his posts at once within like 15 minutes of each other for that. Like he'll post like five, five posts. Oh my gosh. And like, he's super awesome. He's done shoots with like Nike and Fanta. Like he's, uh -huh. he's definitely really good at what he does and whatnot, but like he's trying to grow social media and become a YouTuber. Uh -huh. I'm like, you got to sit there and schedule it out. <laughs> you're like, you're sitting here like, I'm like as why? a social media guru of like, <laughs> I want to just sit here and shake your head. Yes. I'm like, please do not sit here and post all five of your posts at once. Yes. Like schedule them out. <laughs> he does that and it drives me nuts. But I told him to get on Pinterest. I was like, if you're going to act yeah. like this, go to Pinterest and do it because that's going to benefit you. And I don't know if he does much on Pinterest, but um, what I've noticed from Pinterest is that I get a lot of people interested in my prints. Yeah. So um, I guess I really don't have any way to currently track mm -hmm. like who's coming to my Pinterest and what they're clicking and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I've noticed a rise in people logging onto my print store. 
Oh, awesome. So that helps. And then I have a friend who uses it to benefit her blog posts. Yes. She's like a stay-at-home yes. mom. Mm-hmm. She cooks the sourdough bread, you know, that kind of vibe. Oh, I love that. And so she's putting up recipes. They raise lambs and all that kind of stuff. So she's talking about that. And she talks about how it's benefited her blog posts. Yeah. And so if you do that, um, you can get more people to read your blog posts. Yeah. And then someone told me it's just a great way to circulate your work. Oh, absolutely. I would agree with that a thousand percent. And like Pinterest, if you're a creative and you're familiar with like SEO and like those things, Pinterest is a really great way to help push your website SEO or your blog SEO. And then also just Pinterest is an SEO foundation within itself and platform where like using those keywords or things like that is how you're going to be searched on Pinterest. You got to make sure you have the good titles and the good captions and like stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to put a ton of thought and effort into it because I know for me personally, if I'm going to look for things on Pinterest, like wedding inspo or like photography shoot inspo or things like that. I'm not going on Pinterest and reading the titles and captions. No. I'm just looking at the photos. So. And like you, you need to make your titles like what someone's going to search. Yes. So like yes. when I share a Western fashion photo, I'm like, Oh, Western fashion photography is going to be the title. Yeah. And I don't put a caption. I just put a link to my Instagram or my yep. website. It's so easy. Yes. I get, I can schedule so many of them at once. Cause you yeah. just, and honestly on the scheduler, you can create one post and then just keep duplicating it and then mm-hmm. delete the photo and upload a new one. Oh, that's awesome. It's that's, so nice. That's so nice. And so I can put out so much at once in that uh-huh. in such a quick amount of time. So anybody can get on this platform and just easily use it that's and grow. Awesome. Yes. And yeah. So there's a lot of people that search like Western fashion inspiration mm-hmm. for their shoots. Or if you're a wedding photographer, like they're searching for a wedding inspo mm-hmm. that could ultimately lead them to booking you because it's your work and they know yes. they can book with you and that kind of stuff. So I do believe there's been a few people that have booked me from Pinterest. That's awesome. And stuff. But yeah. So I think it's kind of crazy how cool that app is and how fast you can grow on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we've talked a little bit about Pinterest, talked a little bit about Instagram and Facebook. What would you say over the past few years since 2018, where you started with that 9,000 followers and now to where you're over 40,000 followers on Instagram oh and like an insane amount on Facebook. What would you say? Cause you have stated yourself that you're not a big like reels person and everyone right now is just preaching reels. Yeah, you have yeah. to do reels to grow. You have to do reels to grow like all of those things, but you post a few of them, but you're not like posting three reels a day and mm-hmm. doing something oh. where it's going to like burn you out as a creator. Yes, because yes. I know I reach that personally where it's like you take this advice from people telling you how to grow on Instagram and then you're like, okay, but I'm burnt out now because I'm doing three reels a day and I feel like I'm always recording and like, it's not my brand voice or Mm -hmm. like things like that. How how would you suggest or how to talk about that kind of journey of your growth on Instagram and that? Well, I feel like, um, so this year specifically, I've gotten to posting every other day instead of every day. And I've been posting every day since around 2018, Wow, which is crazy. And so that's definitely a way to grow your platform. Uh But also I feel like there were times where I was reaching for content because I needed something to post that day. It's Mm kind of like posting three times a day. Like there's no way I would create enough content for that. And I think it's just about making every post you put out there authentic to you. Yeah. Like making it a cool picture, making the caption fun or making it a topic that you're really passionate about or doing like a series. Yeah. So like I do my on the cover series where I'm like, Oh, day five of trying to get on the cover of Wrangler. Oh yes. I show a bunch of pictures of my work with the Wrangler logo on them. Yeah. And then Um, those always do good every time. Mm -hmm. And I have about, I've done about, let's see, 10 of them. Cause I've done, um, cowgirl magazine. I've done working ranch magazine, all these magazines and brands that I can think of. I can make content out of that just for that series. And then also the quote posts have been really helpful because that's something I can constantly post and know that it's going to do good. Mm -hmm. So anytime you can find a series and use that to your benefit, 
that is going to help your social media grow so much. And you're always going to have content that's authentic to you and it's consistent. Yes. And I think also just being consistent. So if you're going to post every other day, do it. Yeah. If you're going to post every day, do it. Don't make Mm. people think, oh, she posts one day and she's not going to post for two weeks. Yes, exactly. And well, I feel like with hosting too, it's you need to make sure that you're keeping people, you're keeping yourself in the front of people's minds. Yes. So whether that be posting on your story several times a day, Mm -hmm. or whether that be posting, like actually having people see your stuff through the feed, even if like maybe your posts aren't being like having the best engagement or things like that, or you feel like your views are down or yada, yada, yada. You're still keeping yourself at the front of people's minds by just showing up and your profile picture or your photo coming across their page. They're not going to forget about your business or things like that. So I think that's definitely something that applies to all aspects of just whether you have a photography business or whether you're a rancher or whether you work for a major marketing corporation within agriculture, it's one of those things that like, just keep yourself consistent within the platform Mm -hmm. and you're going to see that growth. It's not going to be an overnight success. Yes. Yes, We see that, but that's not, that's not practical. No, it's not what every single person does. And so it's one of those things that show up, be you, be Mm -hmm. authentic, and you're going to find that success within it. And also like, I didn't want to blow up for just one thing and then have to do that the whole time to keep engagement going. Exactly. So that's why like, I just wanted to try different things. Like when I did my first on the cover series, I think I did one after that. And then I waited a while Mm -hmm. and did it again, just so I could find other things that other people liked. And so I didn't just spend a whole month doing only those Yes. just because the one blew up and that they kept blowing up after that. Um, so that's always helpful too, because you don't want to be stuck doing the same thing and that's all that you're blown up for. Cause then it gets boring. Yeah, exactly. And then you get burnt out. And like, as a creative, we need different outlets to have our creativity. In. Yes. I know like for me personally, if I'm just posting show photos or if I'm just posting quote photos or like things like that, like I I'm like, okay, that my brain isn't functioning today. I yeah. can't think of anything and I don't want to post, like I don't want to show up. And so it's one of those things that's like, yes, it's just finding, finding that authenticity and finding the different aspects that you can be creative. Mm-hmm. In, I think is super important. And also when you're having those burnt out days, it's nice to have the series, mm-hmm. something that you know that you can make, that's yes. still going to be authentic no matter how you're feeling. Yes. So creating like a quote post, those are super easy for me to make. Mm-hmm. And I have all these quotes saved and I was saving them at a time where I was like, Oh, I really agree with this. Yeah. I really feel authentic. Yeah. Or on notion, I have a social media ideas page. And on that page, I write down ideas that I have for social media and I'll be out with a friend having lunch and I will write out as much as the social media idea that I can uh-huh. just like a kind of overview. So I'm not going to sit there and write out the whole paragraph yes. and be rude to my friend and just look at my phone the whole time. Yeah. But I write the posts, the majority of the posts when I'm passionate about it mm-hmm. or like a friend said something and I needed to remind myself of it. Yes. Like I have a, such a horrible memory that I'm not going to remember it in two days when I go to schedule the post. So I have to write it yes. down or like there's times where I've been in target and saw a quote that I loved on a pillow and I use that or on a mug, you know, I'm always looking, for that. So fun. I always that. looking for that kind of stuff because <laughs> there's so many great things throughout the world. But yeah, so having the notion page is really helpful because tonight when I go to schedule, I have all this content ready to go. And it's cause it's so hard for me to sit down one day and think of all the ideas at once, mm-hmm. like just for scheduling. Yeah. It's like I'm having so many different thoughts that day. I may not feel inspired to talk about that topic and whatnot, but yeah. 
That's awesome. I really love that because you're really showing up and like just saying how you just said, like there's so many amazing things in the world. Mm -hmm. Like that just truly shows your character and your life because I feel like you're just, you're such a bright and happy and light person and fun to be around. And that shows through your social media. So I think it's really important for these brands or everyone like that to just realize whether you're doing photography or whether you're running an agricultural business or whether you're the marketer at Tacovas or something (laughs) like that, which I, I doubt they're listening to this podcast, but like, that'd be pretty cool. Get on here, Tacovas. It'd be pretty cool if you were. Yes. Um, (laughs) It's one of those things that like, be authentic to your brand, figure out what your brand voice is and be authentic to it. Show up, show your customers, show yourself, show like all of those things that's like outside of the actual product because Mm -hmm. like everyone has a product. Everyone on social media these days is trying to sell you something. Yes. And we're doing the same as photographers. We're trying to sell you our, our business, our like products, our different programs or like things like that. And it's like, we are so blessed to have like something aesthetically beautiful to share stuff like that on social media. But it's one of those things that like people don't want to come on social media and be sold to. Yes. They want to come on social media and have connection or feel emotion mm-hmm. or like spark something within themselves that like people get on social media to kind of escape the reality that they're living in right now. Yes. So it's showing up on social media and having that brand light and being you and authentic and giving mm-hmm. people that connection where mm-hmm. they feel like they know you, yes. even if they don't know you. Yeah. And no, I really love that because there's a lot of, like I said, well, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I say it all the time that everyone can take a good photo, but not everyone can have the right kind of personality to reach all their people or they're just not showing up on social media. So that's why their social media is not doing well because they're posting the same photos that everyone else posts, Mm -hmm. but they're not showing themselves. Yes. They're not making their captions fun. They're not, you know, speaking on the things that they believe in and whatnot. And there's certain things that I don't like to talk about, like politics and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, because it's so controversial. Yeah. And honestly, like, I don't have any interest in it because of how controversial it is. Like, Absolutely. I just want to be a family-friendly page, yes. you know? <laughs> and I just want everyone to sit at my table and have a yes. fun time. Yes. And stuff. And so it is really important for you to show up. And that's, I mean, that's how you're going get, to get more business. Yeah, absolutely. It's just showing up and being on social media. Yeah, for sure. So you just kind of mentioned your thought and idea of everyone has a seat at my table. Can you kind of explain that a little bit more? Where'd that even come from? What's the thought process behind that? Because you have created not only an amazing social media following yourself, but also a really great education side of your business mm-hmm. as well and have a really amazing Facebook group. If you're a photographer in the Midwest, Midwest, Midwest photographers, Midwest young photographers. Midwest young photographers. Young, because I'm not going to listen to six-year-olds to tell me to shoot on a 7200 lens every shoot I do. Anyway, sorry. Amen. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with six-year-olds. I love them. We love them, but um, as young photographers, we're not necessarily going to listen to you. I'm sorry. Um. (laughs) And also, like, I just love being around people my age. Yes. Yes. I would feel really weird for me to hang out with someone who's six years old. So sometimes, like, I'm the admin of the group, so I'm, like, approving people to be in the group. And there's, like, an old guy that's trying to join, and I'll be like, decline. I'm going to pretend I didn't see this. Goodbye. You're not young. You might think you are. I don't know. Could be rude, but I just want to surround my people, myself with people my age. And I know other people are that way too, just because you feel more comfortable around them. But, um, yeah. So I don't know initially where I heard the phrase, everyone has a seat at my table. I feel like it's very common phrase. Everyone says that I'm sure some mom has it assigned from Hobby Lobby in her kitchen. Probably. That's probably where I got it from. But, um, 
Yeah, it kind of started because I had a few people reach out to me with questions mm -hmm. and I would respond and then they'd be like super thankful that I responded. They're like, oh my gosh, I reached out to several other photographers and didn't get a response Yeah, or they just gave me a broad response. They weren't really detailed. Mm -hmm. And also I just noticed there's not a lot of education in the Western world. Yes. And like Western photography is so different than just any other photography. Mm -hmm. So like if you're going to someone who shoots just normal weddings or shoots normal shoots and you're trying to learn from them, mm -hmm. you're not going to know how to pose a horse or yes. cattle or that kind of stuff. You're not going to know how to properly include them in the background of a family photo absolutely, or a wedding photo, or it's just so different. Yeah. And so that's why I keep telling people to be more educational. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of business that I've gotten from being educational from people who don't care to learn about that kind of stuff. They yeah. just kind of like the mindset. It's another way to show your personality. If that's something you truly believe in of like, everyone has a seat at my table or I don't have that mindset of, Oh, if I teach someone how to do something, they're going to take my business. Yes. Like if you feel that way, then there's a little bit of insecurity in your own self. Exactly. There's, you need to like go to therapy yeah, and yeah. do some deep diving on that yeah. and kind of figure that out with yeah. yourself because it's, there's, that is one thing I've preached for so long is there is such, I feel like in the Western, at least livestock photography mm -hmm. sector, there's such a toxic, like thought process or mindset around like the exclusivity of it. Mm -hmm. And like everyone is just so gatekeepy on things. And yes. you're one of the first people within the livestock, like Western world that I started following that really was just like, no, I don't care. Like yeah. you know, I'm going to tell everyone yeah. this is, these are my camera settings on this. This mm -hmm. is like, you share those reels all the time or things like that. Of like, Hey, these are my exact settings that I took. Yeah. On yeah. And like, you just, you share just to share and just to be a light in those things. And that's the whole reason I started this podcast was because there is no, no other podcast out there for the livestock and Western photography world or yes. the marketing world yes. within yes. agriculture. And it's like, we, to our own fault, like are sometimes like about 10 years behind every other industry. But I feel like there's also like some really amazing things within that, that I want to come to a podcast where I can learn something that's Western related. Like it's yes. photography, but Western related, it's mm -hmm. social media, but Western related. It's like, it's got that Western twist on it because we are different and yeah. we have this beautiful industry that we can't not share with yes. the, rest of the world. Yes. Like there are generations of people out here that are five generations removed from the ranch or removed from agriculture. And it's our job to be able to show up and share mm -hmm. with them and truly like as marketers within agriculture, be that person that's showing them what the Western way of life is and yes. things like that. And that is something I wish more Western fashion influencers did. Cause a lot of girls, yeah. I mean, there's this whole toxic mindset of you can't be a Western fashion influencer because you wear a cowboy hat, yada, yada. Yep. Like, girls can wear whatever they want. Amen. Like there are girls that can dress Western fashion and go work on a ranch. And there's girls that dress Western fashion and don't work on a ranch. Yes. I just wish there was more like educational stuff on art culture. Yeah. Because a lot of the top influencers on TikTok that promote Western wear, they don't talk anything about agriculture. Yes. And that's like the whole point of Western, you know? Yes, the thank whole you. <laughs> kind of the whole point of you wearing those clothes is you want to support that lifestyle. Yeah. Or you're wearing your Navajo jewelry or yeah, things like yeah. that, but you can't even tell me what type of turquoise that is on that ring. Yeah, yeah. Or that it wasn't even native made or like yes, things like yes. that. But like, yes. And no, so I love working with influencers who do both, like dress yeah. cool, but also promote the lifestyle. Yes. Or even, yeah, I just wish that was more. So I try to do that every so often. It's like make a post that's kind of educational to agriculture or just saying like pray for farmers today is really rough yes. with the snow or think about this, you yeah. know, how much agriculture benefits the world. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on right now with that and how everyone's like leaving the ranches and not yes. working anymore or 
it's just kind of dying. It's a dying art. Yeah. And so I wish more people would stay into it. And also with like Western photography, there's not a lot of people who, I guess, how do I want to say this? Like people who are getting into Western photography, but have never grown up on a ranch. Yeah. Like they exactly. need this education. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I want them, I made a post recently. Well, not recently. It was like last year at some point on how to get into Western photography. Mm-hmm. And I talked about how important it is to educate yourself on the lifestyle. Yes. Just absolutely. knowing, especially if you're doing like a lot of my lifestyle ranch stuff comes from brand work. Mm-hmm. So I'll photograph a boot company and they'll want to set me to set up a lifestyle ranch shoot. And so earlier this last year, I did one for calving season. Yes. And so I was like, okay, you should kneel down next to the calf and act like you're giving it a shot Mm -hmm. or you should throw the calf onto the saddle and take it to the barn, that kind of stuff. But like, if you didn't know that happened during calving season, then you're not going to have an authentic. Yeah. Like if you didn't know that that was where actually things that people were doing, you're not going to be able to direct and like be able to actually, you know, portray the livestock industry in its true light. Even if it is a photo shoot and everything is like a little bit yeah, yeah. And things like that it's still we're still capturing things that truly happen yes within and that's also like if I show up to a ranch shoot and I start saying that stuff they're going to be like oh she knows what she's doing yes whereas yes. if you're like okay what should we do or what do you think is going to look best or if you start asking the questions to them yeah you know, maybe on your first shoot you ever do at a ranch, it should be an educational experience. Maybe mm-hmm. clarify that ahead of time being like, Hey, I've never done this before. Um, I might ask you some questions. I might, you know, I'm yeah. here to learn how to do this kind of stuff so I can keep doing it in an authentic way. Yes. Like definitely set up those experiences. But yeah, if you're just coming in head on acting like, you know, everything and then showing up and not knowing anything, you're just not, you're going to not do this great. Yeah. Just be humble and like acknowledge the fact that like you are learning and you are coming into this new and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with being new in this industry. Yes. And that's one thing that I love about people like you within this industry who are so like open arms, welcoming of you do have a seat at my table. Mm -hmm. I am here to break down those barriers and break down those walls and hopefully be that person that can not only give you inspiration and like be a light within this industry with a big open welcome hug, um, but also teach you how to do this yeah, and yeah. teach you how to show up to those shoots and things like that as well. Cause yeah, I do feel like it is kind of gatekeepy. They're like, if you yes. didn't grow up in this industry, you can't come and document it. You can't, mm-hmm. or like these Western fashion influencers, people are always commenting, like you can't be part of the Western industry cause you've never worked at a ranch. Yes. But it's like, no, they can be promoting it. They can be going out to ranches and getting jobs yeah. and like helping out and doing stuff. You know, everyone can be a part of agriculture, whether you grew up in it or not. Yeah. And absolutely. so that's why I really want more people to get into the photography, Western photography. Yeah. Just because they could use it more. Absolutely. Like, I would love to, sometimes I need second shooters for shoots and I would love to be able to like mentor someone and then kind of create them to be like my own mini version of me. Yes. And then I'll have kind of an assistant and then they can yep. do their own thing too and whatnot. Yeah. But then just someone to help me along at shoots or I don't know. Like I did a mentorship last year with a girl who um, booked, like we sit down and had a meeting and then after we did a shoot, and the whole time we had this meeting, she was just not confident in her work. She was like uh-huh. showing me her edits. She's like, do you even like this? I was like, girl, I love this. <laughs> and she was like showing me her social media. I was like, I love what you're doing. All yeah. this kind of stuff. And she was comparing herself to another photographer that we both knew. She's like, I don't get as many businesses as this person, yada, yada. And we did the shoot together mm-hmm. and I loved her images more than mine. <laughs> oh my gosh. And like, I think the couple did too. Yeah. Cause they made their profile picture and posted them. And I'm that's like, that's awesome. That's amazing. But that like makes you feel so good as an educator too. Like the, yeah. you are able to bring someone up and teach them and they're just able to succeed Mm -hmm. and grow so much. And it's one of those things that's like, 
everyone has their own independent style and we need more people to come in and capture the Western way of life because mm -hmm. sadly it is like truly dying mm -hmm. and it's, I, I don't want to think of it as a dying industry because like, I feel like there is still so much growth within this industry mm -hmm. and things like that. And, but it's, it's not necessarily dying. It's people aren't understanding it anymore. Yes. They're so far removed. Like the consumer. Yes. The consumer is so far removed from it that like their thought process of agriculture is completely different than what it truly is. Yes. And it's one of those things that like we need people to come in and capture this and document it and yes. be advocates for the industry. And like those Western fashion influencers or things like that. I don't care where you come from. I wish they if, would promote it more. If you are going to come into agriculture and you're going to represent us share it yeah. love it and just share it and be a light and be a person that is going to be a positive portrayal of what agriculture mm -hmm. is and I, I don't care what you're doing I don't yeah. care where you come from these I, people have millions yeah. of followers and they could be sharing stuff about our culture yes exactly and reaching so many more people than I could yeah yeah, absolutely. I really love the way that you tied all of that in and kind of talked about your mentorship and education and all of those things a little bit. I know that you offer mentorships to people as well. Do you want to talk about those a little bit sure. or just kind of like the other side of your business that isn't photography. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you dip your hands on a lot of different hats. So I started offering mentorships because I was getting these questions in my DM DMS that were really deep. Like I needed, I needed to sit on a phone call with them for an hour to yeah. discuss these questions. And it became too much of me like having to sit down for hours to respond to all these DMs and emails. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and offer mentorships just so I can make a little money for my time. Yeah. But it's not why I'm not doing it to make money. Like yeah. that's the biggest thing I want to put across this. I just, um, want to be able to meet people face to face, do these one-on-one -on -one interactions. Mm -hmm. And people keep asking me to do like workshops. And I would love to do those, but I really enjoy this one-on-one -on -one stuff because yeah, yeah. I don't want to stand in front of a group of people and just think of like general topics mm -hmm. to preach to everyone. Yeah. I want to like sit down face to face with one person and answer any questions they have, deep yeah. dive, get on Lightroom with them, mm -hmm. you know, go through the camera with them, whatever, go through social media. So I really do like these one-on-one -on -one stuff compared to like workshops and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I am thinking about offering like an experience. Like, uh, okay. they call them like content workshops. Oh yeah. Yes. So it's not really going to be me. It's kind of like your style shoot today. Probably. Yes, exactly. It's exactly. not going to be necessarily me standing in front of you teaching. You might be able to walk up to me and ask questions. Like but that you're kind of also going to be shooting, but I'm also like going to be, yes, absolutely. there's going to be models. It's going to be super yes. Western, like set up so people can have this stuff for their portfolio. Yes, absolutely. You and I may need to collab on something because I was planning on doing something like that. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. A Western style kind of like content day where, you know what? I'm already setting this thing up for myself. I might as well open it up to other yes, people. Yes. And you know what? I'm going to be taking photos. You can come ask us questions yes, yes, if you want to, yes. but we're going to be there actually participating participating and not mm -hmm. just like up on a podium preaching these yes. very generalized ideas of like, okay, if you really wanted to know these ideas, you can go to YouTube and figure this mm -hmm. stuff out because like, I, I don't want to spend an entire day just preaching generalizations where mm -hmm. we could sit down and actually, like you said, deep dive into what that person actually needs yes. to know and things like that as well. Cause I would really, I would dislike if someone left my workshop and was like, I didn't learn anything. Or you know? yes. Like they felt like it was a waste of their money. Yeah. Yeah. I would like hate that. That. Like, Oh my, oh my gosh. I would, I 
would quit my photography if anyone said that. I would like go into a hole and yeah, just yeah. like not come out. You I would never come out. On social media, you wouldn't. I yeah, just, yeah. Just go away. Just go away. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I really, I'm thinking about doing that kind of stuff. And I used to do it all the time where I would just invite people to come to shoots, yeah. like just friends or other Western photographers in Nebraska. Yes. So I always love to meet people in my area that do mm-hmm. the same thing I do. Because then we can meet up together at coffee shops yes. and actually get together. Whereas someone who lives a couple states away, that's so impossible. Oh, and yeah, so even before I was educational, I was still inviting people to mm-hmm. shoots just to tag along and see my process or yeah. I would get to see their process too. Yeah. And that's even just doing that. You can learn a lot of how people interact with people, just kind of being a fly on the wall yes. in someone else's just experience. Just absorbing yeah. all of that. And yeah. Like, I love watching other people take photos or being a participant. Cause I, before I started photography, I modeled. Okay. And so I did some modeling for Western fashion brands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so I felt like I came into photography with a really good understanding of how to model myself. Oh, yeah. And then like that portrayed into my other models. But then I love watching other photographers take photos. Cause uh-huh. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to remember that pose. Yes, I need to remember yes. that prompt. Like that is such a good prompt. I need oh, to remember yeah. that. So it's like so fun to watch other people and just like absorb how they interact and how they pose and like yes. things like that. And like a lot of the shoots I was inviting them to, it wasn't necessarily, necessarily a shoot where I had time to sit there and talk to them yeah. and like educate them. So it was kind of nice that they could just stand in the back and kind of listen. And then maybe on our drive home, we discuss what happened yes. and that kind of stuff for our drive there. She was asking questions, whatever, that kind of stuff. Those are super fun. Cause it didn't like interact my paying clients time yes. and like took away from them. Mm-hmm. But so I really love doing that kind of stuff too. So it's really been fun with this whole educational side of things. Cause I'd love to meet other photographers just yeah. in general. Like there's beginner photographers that have taught me things. Yes. And I used to be so like, I wouldn't say against hanging out with beginner photographers, just mm-hmm. more like I want to spend my time with people who are on my level and I could learn. Well, from. and they're going to help you grow. Yeah. yeah. Like you want, there's this mindset and I have the same mindset too. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard for me to sometimes like spend my time with photographers who are just asking me questions all the yeah, time. Yeah. And this isn't saying don't ask me questions, please. For the love of God, ask me questions. I want to answer them. But it's like one of those things that I had this really like not great mindset around mm-hmm. hanging out with these other photographers who were still growing because I I was like, okay, but like, I still need to grow and I need to hang out with people that like maybe understand this different level of business that you're not quite at yet. And it's also kind of like, are they just hanging out with me to get my knowledge or do they want to be friends? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people that like are on my level that I've created really genuine connections with. We do things outside of photography together Yeah. just because they're not using me just to get my knowledge. And then there's also been the other side where I feel like people have used me to get my knowledge Mm -hmm. and now we don't hang out as much anymore because I realized that Uh They, they were only hitting me up to ask me questions or, mm-hmm. Hey, you want to get together at a coffee shop? And then we just chat the whole time about business Yes, and exactly. stuff where you're like, okay, I have like this whole other aspect of my life that is yeah, my business. Yeah. Like I want to talk about that too. Yeah, like, yeah. Because my, my mind personally for me, it's like, it's my Roman empire. My mm-hmm. business is my Roman empire yeah. where I'm never not thinking about it. Oh yeah. And so it's like, I, when I hang out with my friends, I'm like, I want to talk about anything other than yes, this. Yes. Please. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. And so, yeah, it's also just knowing who wants to be your friend and who doesn't Yeah, mm-hmm. like genuine connections is what I'm all about. Yeah. Like I don't just want someone in my DMS. Like there's people that don't follow me and they'll ask me questions and like write in my DMS detailed questions and like ask me what presets I use. I don't know. They're just not even following me. They're not supporting me. Yeah. And I'm like, you just want my knowledge. Yes. But you're not really at least following. You're me. not here for a genuine, yeah. genuine I, connection or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. You're here just for the knowledge. And you know what? If you do want that knowledge, I would love to help share that with you. Um, go purchase my yeah, yeah. membership package yeah. and we can sit on the phone for hours and just talk business. Yes. But if you want that genuine connection and friendship, then like we're going to go this other route and not yeah. necessarily talk business where it's okay if we talk business. Yes. Like that's yes. not going to be the only thing we talk 
Yes. We're going to talk about our lives and our relationships and our friendships and mm-hmm. deep life knowledge and all of those other things and stuff yes. like that. There was another gal who asked me to be on her podcast recently, and um, I went and looked at her page. I wasn't following her because I had no idea who she was, and so it popped up in my message request. Um, so she didn't see that I read the message, which is good. Because <laughs> I went and looked through her followers, and she bought them all. Oh my god! Like you can look, you look through, and you see all these like like the fake accounts. Yeah, Russian, Indian accounts, um, Middle Eastern. You just please don't through. do that. Please, 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 yeah. please don't do that. <laughs> like you can look through her followers, and then you. I looked at her recent reel, and it only had thirty likes, mm-hmm. and she had sixty k followers. So oh like the ratio of like how you, what engagement yes. you should be getting for that amount of followers, it just didn't add up. And then I was scrolling through her page. I was like, she's an educational photographer, and I was like, this girl better not have made a post about how to gain followers. And she did. She made one that was like, I would rather have a hundred followers who are my clients than a thousand who don't support me. And I was like, you just bought all your followers. Yeah. Maybe not all of them, but when you scroll through the first, first like 50, it's just bot accounts. So that's how you can tell that there's a lot of them coming from bot accounts. Anyways, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be on this podcast. This girl does not seem authentic. Uh I could just, I could just tell right there. She made a couple other posts about following too. Yeah. And I was like, surely she's not teaching her followers to buy likes and followers which I'm sure she's not but if she's telling them to post like oh post three times a day do this and that when she bought her followers yeah exactly and if that comes out that like some people find out she bought her followers like she's gonna lose her trust yes exactly so that's why it's so important to be authentic yes the biggest thing out of all of this everything that we just said be authentic and be you don't be afraid everyone starts from zero yeah every single one of us has started with zero followers Mm -hmm. um, no connections at all no networking nothing like that like just connect with fellow photographers Mm -hmm. make friendships within the photography world network within the photography world and then just show up and be authentically you and that's how you're gonna gain a following and that's how you're gonna gain a following of people people that actually want to be there yeah, and not just people that are like, you know, those flies on the walls that just kind of like watch you mm-hmm. type of followers. Like you're going to gain followers that genuinely want to be there and yes. engage with your content and be friends with you and like stuff like that, where they, they care about stuff. So then it makes it easier for you to show up. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, these people actually like seeing you're reaching your target audience. Yes, yeah. Reaching your target audience. That's all of it. No. Yeah. It's so important to be authentic nowadays. And yeah, I just didn't get that. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to be on this podcast. Yeah. And it was a like direct a request message. So she didn't see that I read it. So I just yep. deleted it. Uh huh. Cause there was no way I was going to explain to her like, Oh, I don't want to be on podcasts. Yes. And then I show up on your podcast and yes. she's like, well, you can do that podcast, but, <laughs> but, but not mine. Yes. And I'd have to explain why. And yeah. I don't like drama. Yeah. No, I just exactly. like, I don't believe in her business mindset. So I'm like, I'm not going to support yeah, that. Exactly. And if, it, if it does come out that she has these followers, blah, blah, blah. And I'm on her podcast. It could yeah, turn you negative. Yeah, it could hurt me like too. Exactly. You have to and watch so, for your own business and yeah, stuff like that too. Yeah, and I will be honest, I did buy 100 followers in the beginning when uh-huh. I was first starting out, and it totally ruined my my social media. Like my whole explore page on Instagram was filled with these bot accounts. It ruins your engagement and ruins everything. Yeah. Like I've never done it personally and mm-hmm. I'm very grateful that I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that like once you make a mistake like that, I've heard horror stories of like mm-hmm. once you make a mistake like that, like there's no turning back. Instagram knows that you did that. Yeah. And so then they just like bury your account and they just like, they're like, nope, we're not going to push her reels. We're not going to push her to like, just going to bury it because they did this thing. Now 
was forever ago. Like I think 2015 when yeah. I did that. When you first started your yeah, business. Yeah. Years and years and years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I've definitely grown past it, but it was one of those like, like for like pages. So I didn't pay for them, but I sat there and like had to follow people for them to follow me back. Oh yeah. And like, mm -hmm. and it, it's just, my whole feed was filled with that. And I was like, there's no Western people on here. Yes, there's no, exactly. none of these people follow me. You're not me. getting inspiration. I saw, you're not loving what you're doing. I saw firsthand that like none that. of these people are supporting my business. Yes. Half of them started to unfollow me because yes. it was just like, they were also doing the whole follow to unfollow thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just looked at these accounts and I was like, yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't what I want to be a part And of. I was under the impression that they would all be like American people that would book business with me. I don't know why I thought that. I thought they'd at least be American. Hey, you know what? Hindsight is always twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like it's, but it's I have the real it. hand experience at that, you know, buying likes and followers to yes. tell people don't do it. Yeah, exactly. It's not worth it. And I feel like a lot of people, there are people out there that have come out and said that they compared themselves to me. Yeah. And I'm like, you've only been doing this business for two years. Mm -hmm. I started like 12 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. So, and I think for me, one thing that I did personally that has absolutely catastrophically changed the way that I run and look at my business is I went through and I unfollowed everyone that I was comparing myself to. Oh, yeah. I wasn't gaining inspiration or like really felt like I was a friend to you or like mm -hmm. things like that. Or I felt like whenever we talked in person, it was very like competitiveness. Mm -hmm vibes that mm -hmm. I was getting rather than like loving community vibes. I was like, no, I'm going to unfollow these people because even though they have really great, amazing work, mm -hmm. I find myself scrolling social media and being like, Oh, I wish like, that's a really cool photo shoot. I wish I could do that. Or like, yes. I was just comparing myself to their followers or to the way that they showed up or things like that, where mm -hmm. it's like, I, sometimes there's a fine line between gaining inspiration and copying people and like mm -hmm. all of those things. And it's like, I I wasn't feeling creative anymore. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I felt like I had to show up as someone who wasn't myself. And so I was like, if you need advice on how to not do that, like just go through and unfollow a bunch of people. Yeah. Because it's just, it's not worth it. It's not worth spending your time on social media, not feeling relieved, like not relieved, um, not feeling revived mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. engaged and all of those things like that. And I feel like I used to kind of have a competitive mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it was like, oh, you can't learn this from me because you're going to steal my business. It was just more like, oh my gosh, I see this person in my town doing so great. I need to be like them. Yeah. I need to do better. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. But now I look at everyone else and I'm just like, oh, this is so inspiring. Like, I want to do a shoot like this. Or, yeah. oh my gosh, you're killing it. Just taking people that maybe other people would think is competition and taking them as inspiration yes. and being inspired by them and yes. being like, how can I learn from them? How can I take what they just posted and learn from them or be inspired by Yes. Instead of sitting there being like, why am I not booked for this shoot? Mm -hmm. I should be the one being booked for the shoot. I have blah, blah, blah. I have this and that. And they only have this, you yeah. know, it's, and it's also could be just their mindset. If you have a confident mindset, yes. you're going to land so many different gigs. There's a lot of people out there that, um, well, I made this quote, this quote post recently and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was like, there's people out there doing the things you want to do who have less experience, less followers, whatever than you do just because of their mindset. Like yeah. they're confident. Mm -hmm. They are taking Make it till you make it, yeah. baby. <laughs> Literally. Like just having that confidence is so yes. important. Even if you I don't know, even if you're not totally hundred percent sure. Yes, like absolutely. When you're confident, people are confident in you. We have talked a little bit about um, just kind of the birth of your photography business and all of those aspects. We've talked about mental health. We've talked about a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Tori Egger Photography is now not even photography anymore. It's just your name and you've turned into kind of like a media consulting company and like mm -hmm. things like that. Kind of talk about that shift and why you decided to make that shift, how it's been working 
working with brands, your growth from working with Cavenders at that first photo shoot yeah. when you only had 5,000 followers to kind of where you're at now, working with amazing, wonderful brands and yeah. really getting a lot of traction in that aspect. So yeah, in 2022, I started doing video. Yes. And it was more so, I started it just because I didn't like making reels. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want to just put my photos in a slideshow and put a song on it. Yep. So I was like, how can I make these better? How can I make it something I should post for reels? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get into video mm -hmm. just to post more behind the scenes. So I would like take a video of the pose that the person was doing and then I would show the picture after. Yeah. So kind of like the pose versus the shot kind of deal. Yes. And there'd be other kind of things that I would do. And then I started including them in my brand work as like little clips for their social media to use as mm -hmm. reels and yep. TikToks and that kind of stuff. And people really love that. So that's kind of what I've been doing now. There's been a few projects, maybe a handful of projects this last year that were just video which is really cool. That's awesome. But a lot of my video work comes from like, I book, they book a photo shoot and then also buy video clips after. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then those video clips also benefit me because then I can use them for reels and yeah. that kind of stuff and help to build my own social media. So honestly, like even if you don't feel confident doing it as like an actual business, like doing it, just solely projects that are video, mm -hmm. you can still use them for your social media, like behind yes. the scenes. It's really cool to, um, I feel like my reels do better sometimes. So it's really cool if I want to make an educational post, I'll just put some text on a video yeah. and it looks aesthetic. It looks cool yes. and people are going to want to watch it more or just even posting a cool video and just, it blows up yeah. just because people think the person's cute, a kid's yes. cute in the video or, exactly. it's, or it's cool fashion or, you know, um, and I think that's what led me to get a lot of the boutique stuff that I've done last year mm -hmm. just because people really love those reels yeah. and whatnot. And that's also, I think the biggest way that I've grown my social media especially on TikTok because I, before that I wasn't really doing much on TikTok because yeah. I, I didn't have, I would make slideshows of my photos uh -huh. and that's just like so boring. <laughs> that is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to knock it because that's what I've done the yes, past yes. few times. Cause I, and it works. It works. I just haven't, you know, I haven't felt it's how you present It's how you present them. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen on that. And there's a lot of times like I made a reel not that long ago that, um, was like uh, the Western life through my lens. Mm -hmm. And it started out with a video of like a bunk shot. And then it had the text, like um, the Western life through my lens. And then I showed my pictures after. Oh, and that yeah. did really well. Cause it kind of yes. just, it was a creative slideshow. Yes. It, like, it had the catching aspect where mm -hmm. like you actually got people to stay for more than just like a second. Like you yeah, yeah. In, and then they were able to see the photo. Yeah. So there is creative ways to do slideshows, but I do think video is really beneficial. And then um, I started getting into well, I only did a couple posts this year that were kind of paid. Yes. So there was one where a brand paid me to post. So they paid me for the photo shoot and then they're like, Hey, can you post these? Yeah. And I was like, here's what I charge to post on my uh -huh. social media. And then recently I had a music artist reach out to me about using his sound on one of my videos. That's cool. And he's like, um, how much do I, how much do you charge for this? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I've never done this before. Like, <laughs> That's a cool new opportunity. Yeah. I was like, I charged the amount that I charged and I, his video did really well. I did it on the cover awesome. series and, um, just use one of his songs. And that was really cool. I had never done that before. So there's a lot you can do with just yeah. social media and making money that way. Absolutely. But I never solely want to rely on social media for the income mm -hmm. just because it can be so inconsistent. My page can get hacked one day. Oh, and absolutely. I, you could lose everything. I go to having 10 yeah. followers now or something. Oh my gosh. I would, I would cry. I change my password every week on social media because I am so. Do you have like double, like two factor authentication yes. set up and you oh. still change your password oh, yeah. every week? Yeah. That's 
all power to you though yeah. like honestly that if i had like the social media built that you had i would probably be paranoid as well oh i'm so just, paranoid like, terrified because i feel like those like hackers always come across come yes. to the big accounts and try like you could completely oh my gosh that would it would terrify me but that is such an important aspect to bring up that you can't just rely on social media even if you do gain a pretty big mm-hmm. following because a like you may not get bookings from social media all no, the time yeah. sometimes people might just be there to see your really cool western content and i guarantee you a lot of your 40,000 followers some of them might not even be connected to agriculture mm-hmm. at all they just think it's cool to see and like thanks kind of in a way thanks yellowstone for making it cool yeah and yeah making people want to see oh yeah i feel like that's why a lot of people follow me yes exactly but at the same time it's like you can't just rely on that so that's why it's really important to have multiple facets of your social media but then also really be focusing on things like seo and your blogs and your website and pushing your business in other ways and doing things like networking yeah yes nothing compares to face and face on face to face face to face face on face face to face content Mm -hmm. contact with people and like really interacting with them and things like that too so yeah that's another thing like doing it outside of your business on social media um, the networking and that yes. kind of stuff. Like when I was at livestock shows, I'd go to the boutique owners and talk yeah. to them. Yeah. And be like, hey, I do this type of photography. If you ever need a photographer, like let me know. Mm-hmm. And I've done a few boutiques in Omaha. There's not a ton of like Western um, boutiques in my area. So yeah. a lot of that has been through like contacting them on social media or through the email. Yep. But um, yeah. And then I'd be at like FFA conventions and I would yes. be promoting myself there. Any livestock show, there's a lot of business that can come out of that. Yeah, absolutely. And even just being in the ring at pig shows and cattle shows, there was a lot of people that would book me for senior photos. Yes. So also like getting them to go to your social media after, you know, seeing you at a livestock show and realizing you can, you can do more than just be in the ring. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Yes. And I think with livestock photography, like don't just set yourself to be in the ring. Yes. Do more. Yes. Do more. Do than more. That. Expand. Expand yourself outside of just that. Because yes. you're not gonna make enough money just being in the ring. Yes. Like yes. I can tell you that now. It's not like a business to just do it in the ring. You should do yeah. the senior shoots. You can do do whatever you want. Do yeah. the brand shoots. Mm-hmm. Do bull sale photos. Do show pig sale photos. Yes, exactly. Do there's so much you can do outside of the ring. And I think that's really important too, that not a lot of people see. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I know for me personally, like I started out as a livestock show photographer. That's kind of how Mm -hmm. I got my start in photography. And I had a really amazing internship opportunity that turned into me kind of building my photography business from there. And I've been blessed to shoot a national show now with my photography business and a lot Mm -hmm. of spring shows. And those are really great extra income. And some businesses make it work really awesome where that is all they do is livestock Mm -hmm. shows. But it's also one of those things that like, if you want to do live, if you want to do photography full-time you need to make yourself multifaceted with the western industry and not be afraid to get outside of the ring and do senior photos or do family photos or things like that but I think it's also important for me personally I realized super early on in my business that I had certain aspects and avenues within photography that I wanted to focus Mm -hmm. on within the western world I really love doing couples I really love doing like um western style shoots things like that but I don't necessarily love doing newborn shoots Mm -hmm. yep yep some people like to do a little bit of everything but for Mm -hmm. me personally I that's just not who I'm gonna do yeah yeah but it's super important to find your assets outside of just the livestock photography and kind of expand your business there because you're gonna that networking opportunity at livestock shows and just within the livestock industry whether it be at events 
events or things like that, you're going to run into so many people that mm -hmm. you can get potential business. Yeah, and yeah. even if they don't hire you right then and there, that's completely okay. But they may know someone that is going to hire you and yeah. recommend yours. Or eventually like they're going to need your business or whatnot. But yeah, yeah, that is so important. And also just livestock shows for me, they kind of got very cookie cutter. Yeah, they, they can't be that they way. They can't be that way. You know, you show up and it's the pig's going in the ring. <laughs> you know, there's only so many shots, especially if you're using a 70 to 200 in a small ring, you're in the corner of that ring and you're just getting whatever you can. Yes. And there's some cool shots that come out of it every time. Yeah. But um, that's why I think it's so fun to just do different things. With yeah. Your I don't want to sit down and do the same thing every day. That's why I don't want to be a nine to five office girly. Yes. That's not my thing. I'm not going to sit at a desk and type up the same computer every day <laughs> when I can be going to different places and yeah. showing up to different locations, different models, yes. different brands, just Absolutely. working with anybody and everybody I can, yes. going to different livestock shows, all that kind of stuff. It's so fun. Just experiencing life yeah. and everything like Getting that. Getting travel, all yes. that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And the Western world has so many different facets that you can be involved in, whether that be product photography or or livestock style shoots, or like just just a ton of different facets within mm -hmm. the livestock industry. And I know for us personally, like when we went to go hire a family photographer or things like that, we try to find someone who understands how to put cattle in the background. Mm -hmm. So it's like super important that you you can find your niche outside of just taking photos of cattle and mm -hmm. stuff like mm -hmm. that. Because these Western people are going to want someone to take their photos that they can relate to, yeah. and that they feel comfortable around, and that they can talk about how rough calving season is mm -hmm. right now and mm -hmm. things like that that they they can feel relatable and yes. I think that's why it's so important to show up authentically on your social media and just in your life in your life show up authentically as yourself in your life find, yes, find yes. what you love and just just run with it because you know what life life can be really amazing once you do and yes. once you start showing up that way so we have had such an amazing conversation today Tori what um, I kind of want to end with where do you see your business going in the next year and then where are you going personally in the next year? Like kind of the different aspects of if you're talking about like any goals or you can talk about just like different, really amazing things you have coming up in the next year. So yeah, I uh, have some stuff, really cool stuff coming up. A few trips to Oregon to do some oh, shoots with some ranches. I've never done awesome. a shoot out there. I've been there before for other stuff. Uh -huh. And then um, I have a one in Colorado in Steamboat for a guest ranch. Oh so my gosh, like, I love Steamboat. And she was describing the event to me, and they're going to be like in a horse barn, and there's going to be a long table in the middle with string lights above it, and they're going to do like this whole fancy dinner. <gasps> oh my it's like gosh. their first time letting people in this guest ranch, so it's like their opening kind of deal, and I'm going to be documenting that for their social media, so I'm really excited about that, because it's just something different. That's so cool. And then also, I kind of sat down and recently wrote my goals for 2024, and I think becoming a canon creator is one of them. Yeah. And I did set a number of followers that I want to have, but... I'm not too tight on that because mm -hmm. I never want to like set that expectation and then yes. not achieve it. Yes. I just want to like authentically keep growing my social media. Mm -hmm. It's better to grow it slow than yeah. to like grow it fast and not have the... Yeah, and go buy followers and yeah. like blah, 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 all that yes. kind of stuff. Yes. But yeah, so there's that. And then just building more of my educational side of the business. Yeah. And then even just taking more pictures for prints. Yes. Because yes. I haven't done that in a while. And 
I definitely need to do more throughout the year. I do a lot during the winter because winter is so cool. Yes, like, winter is so fun to take. Winter photos. buffalo like, photos. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, that one, that one buffalo photo. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. you. You shared that buffalo mug on your Instagram story yes. like last night or this morning or something. And I was like, yes, that is you, Tori. Like, you I do, love you do them. need that buffalo mug. <laughs> I, I got this buffalo ring, this necklace. I love them. Yes. And I love it. prior to like meeting these buffalo people, I'd never been really around buffalo. Uh -huh, yeah. And now I'm obsessed with them. I oh want my, my own. But it's like, <laughs> my parents would kill me if I brought a buffalo home. Like, there's I, no need for one. Those facilities that you have to have to keep a buffalo. Oh, yeah. I, I would kill you if I were your parents, too. Yeah, really yeah. pretty to look at, but, like, there are I'm, lot not, to take care of. I'm not going to put one on my ranch. <laughs> and anytime I take pictures of, like, longhorns, buffalo, wagyu, like, yep. some sort of exotic animal, my dad's like, why am I looking at this? It's not going to make me any money. <laughs> like, it's making me money by selling the print. Exactly, exactly. But my, it's so funny, because my dad, a few years ago, came home with 14 longhorns from the sale barn when oh my gosh. the markets were really, really low. Yeah, yeah. And he came home with all these longhorns, and I was, like, at first, I hadn't started my photography business yet and now as a photographer I'm like yes oh I love that because <laughs> I'm like I could just go take photos of longhorns like that's me with my grandpa <laughs> like my grandpa passed away in high school it's my dad's dad and he, like my dad's side of the family is big into cutting horses they're like yes. huge in that he was like a world champion trainer mm -hmm. very well known and I really wish I would have been great at photography at the age he was alive because I would have gotten so many pictures of him. Oh my gosh, yes. Like, there's so many cool ones of him smoking a cigarette while loping a horse. Uh-huh. And... Oh my gosh. That's, that sounds... I know. He was like the Marvel Iconic. Man. Iconic. He looked like the Marvel Man. It's like a black and white film photo. And I'm like, if only he was alive now and I could take pictures of him doing his yes. thing. Yes. So, yeah, there's a lot of experiences like that where I wish I would have started sooner. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, but I totally get it. It started when I started and then things happen for a reason. Yes. God's got a plan. Good. Yes, he does. Got to follow that. Just believe in him. But yeah, I turn 28 this week on January 25th. Happy early birthday. Thank you. I think I'm 28. Yeah. I think I need to ask my twin what age you are. <laughs> Anyways, she always asks me what our social security number is because it's one off from mine. She never remembers oh it, but gosh, I do. That's so just funny. little twin things. Anyways, I'm always <laughs> I'm scared of aging. Oh yeah. Just because I'm not where I want to be in life. Mm, yeah. Like but... I'm, I'm a single woman. I have so many more things I want to do with my business. Yeah. That I'm like I should be there by now. Like I just have that kind of underlying. Problem. Competitive, like yeah. I feel like I'm competing me, with myself. Yes, I, I'm very competitive within myself. Yeah, like I am my own biggest critic. I like I understand that aspect mm -hmm. so much that like I should be further along by now. Yeah. Like yada yada. Like there's so many things I want to do. Like, like I'm two oh, years yeah. away from thirty, and I am. Yeah nothing right now <laughs> but I mean I'm obviously something it's just yeah. I set these goals and I'm like I need to achieve these now mm -hmm. how can yeah. I do that yeah which is really hard to kind of like reshape your mindset around yeah. goal setting and mm -hmm. like things like that and like vision casting and like I am praying to God like for those things to happen mm -hmm. like all of those things like it's kind of hard as a competitive person to like reel it back a little bit sometimes and yeah. just let it be what it's gonna yes. be and things like that and that's what so. therapy is great for too because yes. this lady just sat and listened to me she's like slow down yeah. you know like yeah. quit competing with yourself you're gonna get there when you get there yes. or here's how we can help you get there faster yeah. mm -hmm. just because my ADHD too it's yes. also like frustrating me 
Yeah. Like there were times where I just broke down. I was like, Oh, why am I not? Why am I taking so long on this session? Why am I yes. not getting as much business? Blah, blah, blah. And it's just because of me and how I plan yeah. my day. Yes. And I stuff. understand. So, yeah. So where do you see yourself going in the next year? Do you have any big plans for yourself or any like kind of like goals that you set outside of your business or things like see, that's that? That's my thing. Like I am so fully 360 with my business I understand. and like being self-employed. It's like you're working more than just the nine to five job. Oh, absolutely. It's 24 seven. It's our Roman empire. Yeah, yeah. We're never not thinking about it. I'm doing business. it all the time. always thinking about it. So I haven't really set any personal, maybe there's more like some fitness goals, Yeah. but also like I am going to therapy just because like in fitness, I would be like, Oh, maybe people would like me more if I was skinnier mm-hmm. or like that kind of mindset, yeah, you know, just kind of like fixing those things. Like I come across as a really confident person and yes, I am really confident in photography and video and like the yes. business side of things and all that. But like personally, I was just losing some confidence there. Yes. And so I would get into, um, like the weight loss journey and I'd be so competitive that I would start out like running a mile. Oh yeah. Just and then like being burnt not, out. Yeah. Not, not something sustainable. At yeah. All. Yeah. Yes. So I'm kind of taking it slow, like doing a small walk every day and then working Love into that. it. And that's also what therapy has really been helpful with. I love just kind of getting through that barrier. I like, love that. Well, if you guys have learned anything today, go to therapy. Yes, okay. It's I'm good for you. It. I'm only on my third session and I already feel like I'm a new woman. Oh my gosh. No, it is seriously life changing. Mm-hmm. Like I started going to therapy years ago and it has been for me personally, it is someone that I can talk to that not is not connected to me in any way, shape or yeah. form. because it's like, okay, I have an amazing boyfriend and like, I can talk to him about all of the things mm-hmm. in life, but like, I don't necessarily need to put everything on. Yeah. You don't want to dump or, everything yes, on people. Exactly. And, and it's like, well, with my therapist, I can dump everything yeah, on yeah. her. It's her job. I'm, I'm paying her. her. Yeah. I'm paying her to do that. I'm paying so. her. <laughs> I can dump everything on her and just like have someone who's not connected, talk through things because yeah. sometimes I can be a little irrational at times too. And like, really like talk things like up in my head to different level than they should be at. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of nice to talk to someone and they can look at me and be like, okay, take it down. Yeah. It's not that deep. Or just like, being afraid of judgment from your friends, yes, like not exactly. being able to be fully 24 seven open to them. Exactly. Whereas your therapist doesn't know you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. They don't know your friends. They're not going to go and tell the whole yes. world, like their confi- confidentiality, all that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. You can say whatever and they're just going to keep it unless it's something illegal. Yes, exactly. So with, if you're a business owner, if you're a rancher, if you're someone in ag, go to therapy, yes. get your insurance figured out, go yes. to therapy. You can find really good people. You can be a better businesswoman just yes. by going to therapy. Exactly. I'm already doing so exactly. much better. I, I organizing my life a thousand percent. I, I'm going to like text my therapist after this and be like, Hey, uh, have we scheduled our biweekly meeting yet? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Calendar woman. <laughs> yes. I love, love that. I love it. Well, thank you so You're much welcome. for this coming so on today. I had a blast and I hope that I know I learned a lot. I oh, had gosh. so much fun talking to you and I hope that our listeners, I know that they will gain at least one tidbit of information <laughs> from this. I hope, podcast. I hope. So I hope. Thank you so much, Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me.